0: Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of Murder on Silk Road. Welcome. This is a podcast where we talk about Asian or European true crime cases. Yeah, we just, we take turns, and this week it's my turn. Who
1: are you? What is your name? And...
0: Oh, <laughs> hello. I'm Julia. <laughs> <laughs> and with me is my friend, Lina. Yes,
1: hi. Hi. I'm Lina and I want to wish everyone a happy Lunar New Year.
0: Oh yes, happy Lunar New Year for anybody that celebrates. Um, I'm a bit cut off from it, like I didn't quite realize it was that time already because it's a very different time of year in Germany. That mm-hmm. You forget everything else, I'll talk about it in a second. Okay. But yeah, happy Lunar New Year. I know that you are going to be visiting your family soon. Yes, yeah,
1: so... It's February 11th right now, so we're on the second day of the Dragon Year, and I'll be going home on the 23rd to celebrate the Lan. Wait, Yuan Xiao Jie, which one is that? Not Lantern. No, it is the Lantern Festival. I don't know. Basically, one of the festivals on the 15th day (laughs) of the New Year, basically.
0: That'll be nice seeing your whole family again.
1: For sure, for sure. Even
0: though you did just spend a lot of time with them, but
1: Yeah, but I guess to see my brother
0: I'm, it's still nice. Who yes, is
1: um, visiting nice. China again after four years, so since COVID.
0: Damn, it's, it's been, been that, that
1: long. long, yeah. He hasn't seen my wow. grandma in four plus years. <gasps> so and Whoa. it will be my first time meeting my potential sister in law, so excited for that.
0: That's a leap. <laughs> Instead of saying meeting his girlfriend, you're just a potential sister. I mean that's what
1: makes it <laughs> why do you
0: think it are you are you getting those serious vibes? Yeah,
1: I mean my brother's always serious when it comes to dating. Yeah,
0: he's not a very he he's not really like yeah sort of the same as me. Easy going yeah. dater, yeah. So
1: once for us, if you date someone, it means it is potential marriage partner, so
0: also just the fact that he brought her to China Exactly. To All your the way fu- like your family. From Europe. Yeah. No, it'll it'll be
1: exciting. I mean they have been together for a while, but I'm sure no one's interested about my brother's love life, so um well, let's move on. <laughs> you should be with the podcast. I am, but the listeners might not be.
0: I am too. <laughs> so happy lunar new year. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I wasn't really like I kind of knew it like deep down, but I also kind of didn't because um there's a different uh festivity going on in Germany right Wait, now what is it I don't know Lina do you do you have an idea
1: I mean February is it what?
0: Carnival yeah it's Carnival. Oh, I've or Fasching I've wherever you wanted from. to
1: be in Germany for Carnival but I've never been
0: for me it's like I wanted to be over there's so many drunken people everywhere <laughs> But if you're super, like, involved and you're also, like, celebrating and dressing up and doing all Mm -hmm. of it, then I think it's a very different atmosphere. Mm -hmm. But I was never able to, like, get into it. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, it's too many people, too many drunk people for Mm -hmm. me since I don't drink. So it's not really my scene. So for me, it's just kind of like, ugh, I want all the, like drunks to <laughs> go away. Kinda. So what
1: really happens? What are you celebrating?
0: Um, I mean, you should have, I, I should have looked into the history of Carnival, so I could have. No,
1: no, it's fine. I'm just, what do people do I don't though? know. I feel like it's. They just dress up and I drink. I
0: feel like it's kind of similar to Mardi Gras. What the hell is that? A little bit. Like, you know, in like New Orleans with like no, the parades. No. And, like, I don't the... know. What? Mar- what is it called? Okay, that's mardi gras
1: i've never heard of that
0: oh okay, wow i mean why do
1: you know about it <laughs> have you been to the states
0: well i mean yes I i've been to have. the states but but like
1: new orleans it's specific to new orleans no
0: i don't know i ingest a lot of american literature media really? i don't know somehow it's probably from reading I mean, if
1: you read novels based in new orleans then then i can see you <laughs> Knowing that, or that being like a topic, but I've never heard of it.
0: What comes to me about Carnival from the top of my head is that there's uh parades like through s- different cities. Like pretty much each city mm-hmm. like has their own parades over multiple days. Like there's a couple of key days mm-hmm. to Carnival in February. Like there's um, Rosenmontag, there's Weiberfastnacht. I have no idea what they're called in in english you should but, do an
1: in between um, the in between on fashion
0: i guess maybe i can. If do you have, a, don't have a topic little bit of yet. history yeah because i'd be interested i don't know. yet but maybe we'll come up with something else mm. uh, over the course of this episode yeah. but that would be cool if i don't find anything else i will talk about kind but basically yeah there's a lot of parades people dress up people drink mm. people drink a lot yeah. Um a lot of shops are closed because of the parades like going through town mm. and everything. That's sort of what happens, I guess. But yeah, so that's yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I had something that I wanted to share yes. that happened this past week. Okay. And it it's not it's not related to Carnival, but yeah uh so one of these days uh one of the days this week i was helping out in another store mm-hmm. and at one point i like i had my break i got myself something to eat like left the store got myself something to eat and towards the end of my break i was like coming back to the store
2: mm-hmm.
0: and what you need to know is that it's at the main station mm-hmm. the other like this other stores at the main station and it's basically there's this like passage like this sort of underground passage Mm -hmm. with a bunch of like stores there and so I was like walking through the passage to get to the store and I just for one I passed this dude whose entire face is fucked up like it's bleeding and like bruised and open and just like completely bloody Mm. and then I look at the ground like going from where he's sitting on the stairs Mm -hmm. Like along the entire passage yeah. With all these stores And all these people like walking through Because it's like main station There's just this like trail of blood oh my god. And I'm just like what the hell And Jesus. I go Back into the store and I like Go to one of the people that works There mm-hmm. like regularly and I'm like Did you see what the <laughs> fuck Oh my god and he's like Oh yeah that happens a lot oh,
1: Really and I'm just like, what? What time was it during the day?
0: This was like noon.
1: At noon? <laughs> All right. Yeah,
0: like middle of the day.
1: Wait, so did, did he just get into a fight or something?
0: A little bit unclear. So one coworker who was also helping out from my store, mm-hmm. he um, said it was like two, I think it was like two homeless guys fighting uh. and one hit the other over the head with like a bottle mm-hmm. or something. And then the other guy that like usually works there, he is like, yeah, I think they got into an argument or something like basic or like a fist fight. So basically some kind of fight either with a bottle. Honestly, I could believe the bottle because there was just too much blood Mm. for just punches. Jesus Christ. That's scary. Like you have this this was like a trail of blood that was like, OK, I'm going to guesstimate here. Maybe like ten meters. Mm. No wait, even maybe like fifty meters oh of God. blood. <laughs> okay. And not just like little bits, but like a substantial amount of blood. Did this person get
1: medical treatment though? Or
0: I mean, I hope so. Yeah. Like I said, he was sitting on the stairs when I passed mm. and there was a bunch of people like standing around. Mm-hmm. So I hope they were waiting for an ambulance. Okay. I was just like, holy shit, that's a fucked up face, oh and God. that's a lot of blood.
1: At first, when you were telling the story, I thought this was someone in carnival makeup. <laughs> it was just super no. realistic. God.
0: No. I mean, I wish. Well, I'm glad. Like I said, that dude was fucked yeah. up. Yeah.
1: I'm glad you don't work there all the time, so you're not around.
0: I'm back there on Tuesday. No.
1: <laughs> Is this the carnival on Tuesday?
0: Yeah, you no, know, I think the last like real day of any like festivities mm. is the Monday. So tomorrow. Yeah, so mm. tomorrow. But I'm not a kind of an expert. Mm. I'm Like I said, I'm super uninvolved, mm. so I don't know.
1: Okay, well, hopefully you don't get, you don't have to see this again.
0: Or, well, I mean. Or did
1: you like seeing it? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. What,
0: what kind of a question is that? <laughs> no, I'm just. That saying. was fucked up.
1: <laughs> you know, it's sometimes. What is it called? um I mean,
0: it's interesting. I yeah. feel like I feel like it because it's something that I don't see a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I, objectively, like we know, right, that there's a shit ton of crime happening mm-hmm. like every minute yeah. around the world, but we don't see mm-hmm. it. And this being like one of the only times I've ever seen it, it was like. In a very disgusting and like horrible way, like super fascinating because it's like, oh, so this is like what it like. This is what it's like. This is what ha- what's happening like everywhere mm-hmm. all the time. But this is my one of the first times I'm seeing mm-hmm. it. You know.
1: Yeah. Do you think you get some so kind of like a, oh damn kind of this adrenaline rush? Maybe it kind of takes you yeah, out of definitely. your day daily routine and then makes you really be in the moment. And even though it's shocking. Yeah it can be kind of exciting, right? I mean, I'm glad the guy's probably okay. This is okay.
0: why we have this podcast. I know, I know, but
1: it's, no, it's not great. But I think it's human nature, so.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's why we have this podcast, that right? Because right. it's horrible, it's gruesome, but it's also freaking fascinating. Yes. yes, And that's why we want to talk about it.
1: Mm-hmm. So do we want to yeah. talk about it then?
0: Let's talk about <laughs> okay. it. Okay. Um, trigger uh, yes. warnings for this case I want to give out being I don't know possible police corruption possible cannibalism possible mm. organ trading for sure the deaths of children sexual assault of children
1: oh my god okay
0: Um, I think that's it <laughs> that's
1: it after a huge list of horrible things that's it I
0: think I think that's okay. the important alright I'm space. ready for this Alright, <laughs> so, um, on, okay, I don't really know how to start this, because there's, like, two sort of different story, mm-hmm. like, n- not different stories.
1: Two versions? Hmm. Or two?
0: A little bit. Okay. Like, they come, like, they, they amount to the same thing in the end, mm. but... They start out different. I don't know. It's a little weird. I'm just going to try my best here. Okay. So 2006, mm-hmm. um, we are in India. Mm. May 27th, 2006, the daughter of a man named Nandlal, uh, who's like the daughter was sort of codenamed or nicknamed Payal in articles, mm. who was in her early 20s. Went missing after being invited to Moninder Pandare's bungalow by his domestic servant Surinder Kuli. So, the there's the person who owns the house. Wait, wait let me just draw this. Pandare. Oh okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Draw draw a diagram. <laughs> like I'm saying, this is really hard. I don't I don't know how to start this. Okay, I have pen and
1: paper now. So we have a okay. house.
0: We have a house yes. <laughs> owned by a man named Pandere. Okay. This man has a servant mm-hmm. whose last name is Kohli. So K-O-L-I. Okay. And on May 27th, a woman in her early 20s by the name of Payal... Mm-hmm. ...went missing after being invited to this house by the servant. Okay. And the father of Payal, who went missing, is Nand Lal. Okay. So, four, four different people. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yes? Okay. Yeah. So, there's one article I found that was basically a telling of the event from the father of the missing woman's like point of view. Mm-hmm. But some like most of the articles were from a complete like neutral point of view. Mm. But I really liked the insight that the article based on like the dad and his story and his reactions sort of yeah. gave. So that's why I'm mentioning him. Okay. Okay, so this man's daughter, Payal, went missing after she was invited to this house by the servant. Mm-hmm. And it's very likely that she had been invited to visit the house on the promise of the servant helping her brother find a job. But it's a bit unclear. But that seems to be like the reasoning. So he was like, "So, if i
1: all come to this house I work at. I might give your brother a job or help your brother get a job.
0: Yeah, kind of. Okay. So Nand Lal got worried when his daughter failed to return home on May 27th by 7.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. So concerned, he contacted Pandair, the owner of the house, who claimed that like he was away on business. He had no knowledge of the entire thing. Mm-hmm. So the day after her disappearance, so on May 28th, Nanlal visited the residence, and he encountered Kohli, the servant, who also denied any knowledge of uh, Payal's whereabouts. Mm-hmm. Now, here's sort of two differing, but like similar, but differing in some details, like accounts.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, Nanlal, he was like going around, uh, trying to figure out where his daughter went, and there's one version of the story where he got a breakthrough on like his uh on the case because he was like talking to a like taxi driver or like a car driver and the driver had like revealed that he had dropped off a woman like matching his daughter's um description Mm -hmm. at that house Mm -hmm. But then there's another story where separately to this a rickshaw driver, so not a car driver, but like a rickshaw driver Mm -hmm. dropped off a woman or dropped off Payal specifically but then she never came out and when he asked like Coley, like, hey, where's she? Coley was like she already left. Mm -hmm. But the rickshaw driver was like, I've been here waiting the entire time. She didn't leave. So you went to the police to like make a report but the the police kind of, like, ignored it.
1: Oh, so the rickshaw dr- driver actually made a report.
0: Supposedly. So that's where there's, like, a little bit differing versions. But mm-hmm. basically, either way, like, whether he reported it to the dad or he made a report to the police, okay. there was a driver, be it a car driver, a rickshaw driver, that allegedly brought Payal to that house. Okay. And then... She didn't come out, he got suspicious, Mm. he was like waiting, and so he told this story. Do
1: you know when Payal went to the house? Like, what what time time of day,
0: or? Uh, No, I don't. I mean, it it was probably somewhere during the day since her father got worried in the evening when she wasn't, like when she didn't return Okay. So little bit of, like, differing versions there, mm-hmm. but basically amount to the same thing. A person, like, dropped her off mm-hmm. there, like, know that she went there mm-hmm. and didn't see her leave. Mm-hmm. So Nandlal, um, Payal's father, he made multiple visits to the police station, but they didn't really take him seriously, like, a lot of times. Uh, he only managed to register a missing persons complaint on June 29th.
1: June twenty nine, so, like
0: a month later.
1: Okay. Wow. Which
0: is, which is a thing that I want to talk about a little regarding this case. Mm. Um. But yeah, it was a month later.
1: That's insane. where they were like,
0: okay, fine. We'll like take this report down. Yeah. At the same time that he was like going to the police to file this report, he went to like escalate the matter by seeking help from media outlets Mm -hmm. and, like, higher offices. Yeah. So that's kind of what finally kicked this whole thing into gear. Um, A first information report was finally, finally, finally registered on October 7th. So even, like, five months after she disappeared. But, like, it finally got taken seriously. That's...
1: That's insane.
0: It took way too long. I mean...
1: Okay. Well, I mean, time. I'm sure you're gonna get into it, so yes, I won't ask too much here.
0: Okay. Um, sort of around the same time in December of the same year, in December of 2006, mm-hmm. multiple residents of the town um, where this was happening, this town's name was Nitari,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, complained about a foul smell that was emanating mm. from a drain near the residence of Muninder Singh Panther and his servant Surinder Kohli mm-hmm. so a lot of articles made it sound like that's what kicked off the investigation like oh people were complaining and then they had to investigate where the smell was coming from but then I found this article from like Payal's father's point of view mm-hmm. that was saying this all started way before Okay. So a little bit differences, but everything else lines up. Yeah. Finally, because in December, like these residents were also starting to like com- make complaints. Um, on December twenty ninth of two thousand six, both Hare and Koli were arrested.
1: Okay. I mean that that's a so, big jump. Actual arrest. Yeah. Okay.
0: So basically what happened is that they investigated like where is the smell coming from and then they found like a piece of a skeleton Mm. and suddenly it was like, okay, wow, we need to look into this.
2: Yeah.
0: So basically towards the end of 2006 and into 2007, uh, police started investigating and they found... uh, skeletal remains and personal belongings of multiple individuals just in that drain where people were saying there was a foul smell coming from it yeah and going back to payal her phone was found in coli's possession Mm -hmm. and her purse was discovered under his pillow Ugh,
1: that's so gross
0: so that's when they kind of like really kicked off the investigation yeah um so the investigation uncovered evidence linking both Hare and Kohli to the abductions, rapes, and murders of multiple victims.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: A horrifying picture emerged. Mm. So the story that they were able to come up with is that both of these men lured unsuspecting victims, which were primarily young girls. Mm-hmm. I think I saw information somewhere that they were like, Mostly under the age of like 11 or younger,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is horrible. That's so, um, so
1: horrifying. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: really upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they lured these young victims uh, into the home, and once inside, they subjected them to unspeakable acts of violence mm-hmm. um, uh, before they callously disposed of the bodies in that drain. Mm-hmm. As these things were like coming up in investigation, apparently Surinder Kohli confessed to killing Payal, mm-hmm. and when he was then questioned about the missing children, he broke down and confessed to his involvement in their murders
2: mm-hmm. and
0: implicated his boss or yeah, implicated Pandere during this interrogation. Mm. Basically, his confession became the basis for. later prosecution of both of them Mm -hmm. but interestingly enough Moninder Pander um, maintained his innocence the entire time Mm -hmm. and claimed that he was not directly involved in the crimes committed by his servant there's a couple of different theories that were looked into during the course of the investigation Mm -hmm. one of these was um, the child pornography theory Mm -hmm. So the investigating teams seized basically porn, like erotic literature, mm-hmm. it said, but basically porn and a laptop connected to a webcam, mm. which kind of immediately made them afraid, like maybe there's um connection to a child pornography ring or something. Yeah. Because the police apparently recovered photos of Pandere with new children and foreigners.
1: Wait, wait, wait. so Pandere um, then, like him yeah. claiming he's not involved, but they have photos yeah. of him. Yeah. Okay, okay.
0: So they alleged that Pandere supplied like such pictures like abroad and that this could link him to pedophilia. Mm-hmm. This was later but discovered to be untrue. Oh, okay. Because later on in the investigation it was found out that the children in the photographs were his grandchildren
1: oh yeah wait so how did they? there was no
0: link found to child pornography (laughs) so it was just pictures of him with children well they were nude children but they were like his grandchildren
1: and we know he didn't have any he didn't like do anything to his grandchildren
0: they didn't look into it further. Okay. They were basically like, okay, these are his family, so...
1: I mean, it could happen basically within that a family.
0: It can happen. Yeah. It especially happens within families. Yeah. But they're like, okay, these are his grandchildren. It makes a bit more sense because, I mean, I think I have a picture of myself as, like, a child somewhere, mm. like, in a bathtub, like, yeah, yeah, like, taking a bath with, like, my... Like brother mm-hmm. when we were both young so like you just you kind of have these kinds of pictures yeah, you do, of you your do. family I have right
1: pictures as well <laughs> yeah
0: so makes sense but also like they could have looked into it a bit
1: further mm-hmm. I mean especially when he's found to be under such suspicious circumstances
0: yeah mm. but basically they're like okay no child pornography ring They returned the laptop and their webcam to the family, and they were just like, okay, we can check that off the list. Like, that's not it. Okay. Then there's another theory. Wait, sorry. The organ trait theory. Is it okay
1: if I just ask you real quick, do you know how many victims there were, or how many people did they find in this sewage or pipe water thing? So,
0: that's a little bit of a, like point because it's a little bit unclear like there's different numbers Mm -hmm. i gotta say here that they're from like roughly 2003 to 2006 where all this kind of like got kick-started there was a lot of missing person like or missing children reported um in the area yeah and a lot of these families were coming like, and saying, we tried to go to the police, and they were just like, "eh, this is, we're in a, like, normal, like, this is a big city, this is normal, like, didn't really look into it. So since not all of these missing children or missing persons cases were really picked up by the police, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: there's, like, different numbers. Mm -hmm. Because there's the people, like, that are, like, we went they didn't like take our report seriously mm-hmm. but then there's the official number of missing children yeah that the police has okay. so it's somewhere between like 20 and 31
1: Whoa, wait but this is just based on people who went missing do you know how many yes. were like because they found skeletal remains right yeah did it say how many remains were found
0: um, I think it was sixteen separate. Holy shit, sixteen!
1: Yeah. Okay, all right. So, right, we don't know if they're responsible for twenty to thirty-one, but sixteen is definitely confirmed.
0: Yes. Okay. So the second theory that the investigation kind of looked into next was the organ trade theory. Mm-hmm sort of being the motive behind the disappearances and the murders, police raided the house of a doctor who lived, like, nearby or was basically, like, neighborhood yeah. of Pandare um, because the same doctor had been accused of a similar, like, organ trade crime, mm-hmm. like, years prior, but he was absolved of that. Like, it didn't go any further. okay. But basically, this was this theory was also later sort of taken off the table because they discovered several plastic bags mm-hmm. containing, like, organs oh. or, like, viscera is what they said. Um, viscera? Which made... Yeah. What does that mean? I think it's basically, like, intestines. Okay. Like a different word for it, mm-hmm. I think. But basically they discovered these organs in plastic bags Mm -hmm. like around the property and in the drain and everywhere. Mm -hmm. And based on something that Coley said in his uh, interrogation, they were like, okay, this it's unlikely that there's a link to illegal organ trade. Mm. Because for one... They found the organs, so that means that they are present. Yeah. Like they didn't get carted off and sold somewhere. Yeah. And Coley also mentioned in an interrogation that he basically put like put the organs separate from everything else, and then like hit them or got them like put them down the drain later on like separately mm-hmm. in order to avoid like getting found right to like avoid suspicion or anything
1: mm-hmm. i mean but
0: basically i feel
1: like organ trade, theories off the table yeah
0: the third theory that's like the least sort of really looked into i feel like mm-hmm. is and with good reason i think mm. there wasn't really much pointing to it but that was the cannibalism theory right like allegedly in a media report, like one of the accused had confessed to the consumption of the victim's livers and other body parts.
1: Wait, liver?
0: Yeah. Oh. I think I said something different. <laughs> but yeah, liver. <laughs> um I wonder what you said.
1: I thought something like
0: liver. I think I just said liver. Lither. I think I said liver,
1: Okay. <laughs> All oh, right, the liver. But yeah, okay. liver. That's
0: okay. But this, this wasn't really substantiated by any confession, mm. any evidence. Somehow it cropped up and they, they were like, oh, could it be? Mm-mm-mm. But there is literally nothing that showed any inclination to this theory. Yeah, I mean. And they mm. ruled it out as a possibility yeah
1: i feel like it sounds more like these three are sort of rumors or gossipy theories people had when this sort of yeah broke the news broke and people were just hypothesizing why would they do something like this and the answer might just be these are sick perverts yeah oh yeah (laughs) possible without having any but monetary or i don't know cannibalistic gains
0: of games. Mm. Okay. After a polygraph test mm. um, during the investigation, allegedly Coley confessed to all the crimes and gave his employer a clean slate saying that he had been unaware of Coley's actions. Okay. He then revealed that all of the deaths had taken place through strangulation and that after he had strangled them to death, he would then rape them
2: before
0: mm. taking the bodies to his personal washroom and then dismembering them before, uh, like, disposing of them.
1: Okay. Well, at least the rape happened afterwards.
0: It's something, at least.
1: It's something, yeah. That's so awful. So, and there were uh, all i mean most of them are children not that it makes yeah, it any um you know like better, better or worse or something but but yeah. yeah it's just they're so vulnerable and they just trust you and yeah
0: yeah um so a bit of what you were asking earlier mm-hmm. um So I have a bit on the victimology here. Okay. Um, So basically, Payal was the only adult victim Mm -hmm. in the string of serial murders. Yeah. So like I said, it was all basically teens or children. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: The majority of which, but not the entirety of which, was young girls. Mm -hmm. Um, Postmortem reports of... Okay, I, sorry, I got the number wrong. I was close, but wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, of the 17 sets of skulls and bones okay. that they recovered on the property showed that eleven of them were girls.
1: Oh, okay. So there were boys as well.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Um the postmortem also concluded that there was 19 skulls in all. Oh. So it it's some Somehow, there's a bit of like varying information here, like seventeen, nineteen, somewhere around that, mm-hmm. apparently okay, um sixteen, so I think the thing is that sixteen were complete, right, um skulls and three were damaged,
1: okay, okay, so nineteen then at least I guess, yeah, at least, that's yeah. a lot.
0: way too much and that's only by going by what they found on the property Mm -hmm. going off the reports of missing children in the area it could be many more Mm -hmm. so the trials for Moninder Singh Pandare and Surinder Koli began uh, in 2009 Mm -hmm. where both of them were charged with multiple counts of murder rape and other related offenses
1: Okay, so Pandare is also charged.
0: Yes. Okay. But we'll get to that. All right. I think. Did I delete that? (laughs) Yes. No, I didn't delete it. Mm. (laughs) So in 2010, um, so the trials were still ongoing, Surinder Kohli is convicted and sentenced to death, Mm -hmm. while Pandare is also convicted and sentenced to death for his alleged involvement. Right. But this enraged the primary investigators as they had completely cleared him of any involvement during their investigation.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Did they not work with the prosecutors then?
0: They did, but somehow they didn't. Okay. It doesn't make any sense. That's weird. It doesn't make any sense. Never heard like of Like, they gave the all the information from their investigation, like hey, we clear him of the like wrongdoing in this case. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, cool. Thanks for the info. We're going to charge him anyway. We're going to charge him anyway. And
1: convict him, sentence him to death.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. That's interesting. Honestly,
0: the entire trial period really frustrates me. Yeah. And you'll see why in a second.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because, so this was 2010, where they were both convicted and sentenced to death.
1: Yeah.
0: In 2014, the High Court overturned Ponder's conviction due to a lack of direct evidence that linked him to the murders. Okay. But they upheld Kohli's death sentence. Okay. Then in 2017, in May, um, the Supreme Court of India dismissed Kohli's review petition mm-hmm. that challenged his death sentence. Yeah. And in July, so two years later, both of them were given death sentences for another, like, of the murders. Like, basically, I didn't include all of the information, but basically from the start of the trials in 2009 Mm -hmm. to, like, last year, it was basically, like... Here, have a death sentence. Oh, no, we'll take it back. But yours stays. Here, have another death sentence. Oh, wait, no, let's take that back. Okay. Back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. These these men, like, whether or not they did or didn't do it, mm. they're in jail for basically 17 years.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And going back and forth between having death looming over their head or not.
1: And with Pander, or Pan- Pander, we don't even know whether he did it or not.
0: Yeah, but it's just, they appeal, they're like, review my, uh, like, death sentence, like, now we don't want to, here, have another one, oh no, we take it back. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so frustrating.
1: I mean, yeah, and if he already, let's say in the case of Coley, he already had the death sentence, right?
0: They had multiple. multiple.
1: So, why are they spending so much so, so many resources on this when he's already sentenced to death because
0: they so basically they did like each case of the people that they like the missing or the, the deaths um, of the identified children like separately
1: that is very very peculiar I guess I mean I don't know how it is in other countries whether you just trial multiple charges at once instead of doing it one after the other, because, I mean, I understand Mm. from the family, the victim's family's point of view, that they want to have it confirmed that their child was murdered by this person and have this upheld in in court. But I can't imagine it's easy for them going through all of this after 17 years and still have, you know, this guy... Yeah, like having this constantly being brought up.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not like it's basically psychological torture for the people that are like in like in jail and like receiving these sentences and then having them taken away and then having them back. Mm-hmm. But it's also psychological torture for the victims, yeah, yeah, like yeah. families. I mean, I don't
1: have a lot because of... because
0: they keep having to go through this.
1: Yeah, for Coley, I don't have a lot of sympathy, but. For a pander, I mean, if he really didn't know about it, then yeah. That's
0: Okay, well.
1: Do you have more information? Well, the next
0: thing, I do have more okay. information. So, like I said, 17 years they were in jail. Yeah. Because on October 16th, 2023, mm-hmm. both Kohli and Pander were acquitted of all charges against them. What? <laughs> Wait. So both were acquitted by the high court due to a lack of convincing evidence other than the confessions of the accused. Right. Here is a quote from uh, the court declaration. Mm -hmm. The casual and perfunctory manner in which important aspects of arrest, recovery, and confession have been dealt with are most disheartening, to say the least. It appears to us that the investigation opted for the easy course of implicating a poor servant of the house by demonizing him without taking due care of probing more serious aspects of possible involvement of organized activity of organ trading. Mm. Upon evaluation of evidence led in this case on the touchstone of fair trial guaranteed to an accused under Article 21, we hold that the prosecution has failed to prove the guilt of the accused, beyond reasonable doubt, on the settled parameters of a case based on cir- circumstantial evidence.
1: Mm. I mean, I understand that so, for sure.
0: Yeah. That does I, make sense. I get it too. Mm. Because only afterwards did this come out. Basically, the high court criticized the investigation for mishandling Coley's confession. Mm-hmm. Failing to provide him legal aid and mm. in investigating torture allegations mm-hmm. because they claimed that his confession was recorded by the police after sixty days of like police Ooh. remand without any medical examination or legal aid yeah. or I think in one article I read that Coley stated his confession was like beaten out of him. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah.
0: But most of this it seems like only came out like, as they were acquitted. Like, it wasn't, like, during the entire trial period. It was, like, like people were saying, like, oh, he, like, this got, he he got, like, coerced into confessing, blah, blah, blah. It feels like it all came out right as they were acquitted. Mm -hmm. But I don't know.
1: Okay, well, that is very frustrating because even if they did do it, the fact that the police kind of just fucked up the whole thing and didn't do everything mm-hmm. according to procedure, then it doesn't matter if they did it anymore, legally speaking, because you just fucked up your chances of ever putting these people to justice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That, I, like, shit like that is so frustrating. Um, I just want to, before I kind of go into. The last bits Mm -hmm. of this, like, I just want to close out the sort of timeline by saying that the decision to, like, um, acquit both of the um suspects came as a shock, obviously, to the victims' families who had been hoping for justice. Yeah, so the father of an eight year old daughter who was killed Mm -hmm. said afterwards we don't have this much money that we can keep fighting for justice for so many years.
2: Mm.
0: And then a, another person whose seven-year-old daughter had been murdered My declared, God. quote, this court might have acquitted those monsters, but there is a bigger court of God who will not spare them, mm. unquote.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So obviously, like, the they are convinced that these are the right people. Mm-hmm. And it's just the justice system failing them. Yeah. And whether or not they are behind these murders, mm-hmm. I agree that the investigation, like the way it went down, the police and everything really fucked with the chances of yeah. like, justice coming to light.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's already so, so horrible and unfair and just your world is destroyed when something like this happens right but then your only yeah. hope is that the justice system can somehow at least provide you with some kind of closure even though in this case i feel like if they did proper investigations they should have had some sort of proper evidence right i mean they found the bodies yeah. the remains close to the house i'm assuming and with the um was it the wallet or some kind of belonging from uh um the Payal. handbag yeah the handbag found under what's my call it Co- pillow, pillow yeah i mean these are things right that i guess they are circumstantial but still it does indicate that he was somehow involved so mm. they i'm sure there was evidence for them to be to find but i guess they just abused their power and Yeah, now it's impossible to find justice legally.
0: Yeah, so the police or the investigation faced criticism like right from the very beginning, basically, because there were allegations of negligence, incompetence, and like corruption within the force. Mm -hmm. So, basically, like I was kind of uh, like saying earlier, residents had reported like super. Like, like, numerous cases of missing children and women in the area prior to the discovery of the murders. Mm-hmm. But many of the reports were either ignored or not thoroughly investigated. Mm. So this apparent lack of, like, doing their diligence or urgency in addressing these reports raised question about the responsiveness of the law enforcement yeah. to the concerns of the community, which, like... Is their job. Yeah, I mean... And they just weren't doing it. Do you know
1: it? why they didn't do it? Just because they were lazy?
0: That's unclear.
1: Okay. I mean, yeah, they're not why? really getting anything. Why? It's not like they're colluding yeah. with the the perpetrators. So it seems like they just don't want to work.
0: Yeah, I mean... It's the same thing. Like, maybe they just didn't take it seriously. I think a bit of it is that there are yeah it's probably like there were sort of several critical issues that were maybe sort of underscored um in the investigation or in the entire case mm-hmm. one of which was like maybe the exploitation or lack of protection and support for like vulnerable populations or Mm -hmm. marginalized communities. So the thing is that the victims were primarily children, women from like impoverished backgrounds. So they were obviously very vulnerable to exploitation and abuse due to their circumstances. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also that, um, it people with these backgrounds, like I think we've, we know from a lot of cases is that they just usually don't get the amount of tension that like missing or murdered cases of like rich people mm. get. Yeah. It's just the, kind of like, oh, well this is life. Right. Mm.
1: And I mean, I'm just thinking of possibilities of why it was like this. And I have no idea how the city actually is in India. um, N- Nitari. Mm right? Mm -hmm. But I mean, I can imagine if a place is corrupt, or they have a really strong sort of class system, that people in power, like the police, they do expect some kind of bribery to get things done. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's the case here, right? I'm just saying maybe, you know, typically, if you want to kind of oil the machine a bit, there's some kind of bribery going on. And that's how maybe some officers get you know incentives to work hard yeah and
0: there yeah. there shouldn't have to be incentivization no, no, no. but apparent like but there seems to be that seems to be the case in a lot of places yeah
1: it's like if you don't do something give them some kind of benefit then they're not going to bother helping you yeah instead of this unconditional service to the people but of course this might not be the case here but yeah i mean i, I can't see that being a possibility
0: yeah well that was actually another of the sort of critical issues that mm-hmm. were sort of highlighted with this entire case is sort of the um disparities in access to justice based on socioeconomic status yeah um the families of the victims like they faced so many obstacles in navigating the legal system and seeking accountability mm-hmm. um like they weren't able to get like adequate legal representation there were delays in court proceedings and basically just other issues brought on by systemic biases mm-hmm. which yeah like like that um like those parents were saying like we don't have the resources to continue fighting mm. like for justice yeah like, we we can't push for more yeah. here because they just don't have the means
1: yeah for sure and I, I can imagine if they do come from impoverished backgrounds they might have more children to take care of and just you know supporting their families without all of these legal things happening is difficult right and a struggle. So. Yeah, it's it's just for I mean unfathomable what they have to go through.
0: Yeah. There were a couple of other um allegations or aspects of the investigation that were actually criticized. Mm-hmm. So there were suspicions of collusion with influential like people, but like between the police and influential like individuals including perhaps Uh, Pandere himself which may have like impeded the investigation or influenced the handling of it right so people accuse the police of being lenient or turning a blind eye to certain activities Uh um, because of connections and influence basically so also sort of showing maybe inequality due to socioeconomic status because Pandere was like A wealthy businessman Mm -hmm. or like maybe he had like connections or whatever yeah that they were just like these people they don't have the same means like we don't need to give them the same um the same treatment as we do people who have more means Mm -hmm. basically like highlighting that whole thing we were just talking about yeah
1: yeah i mean i can see that if panda was such a successful businessman who had influence then yeah maybe the prosecution (laughs) was not affected by it even so even though the police said oh yeah he didn't do anything maybe the prosecution thought no he definitely did do something and that's why they charged him but who knows i mean at this point Mm -hmm. because of the whole corrupt system we don't know right but like how to what extent he was involved but i i feel like he was i mean it was his house and yeah
0: yeah i feel well. like he
1: at least should have known it was happening and yeah and i feel like a servant domestic servant who he's also in a more like a less powerful situation right compared to his boss
2: mm-hmm. and
1: him risking his job and his livelihood and doing all this at his boss's place, I feel is pretty pretty ballsy. So I do doesn't feel like
0: it, Unless he's together. like a seriously sick individual who like had the need to do this and like couldn't stop it, it doesn't make sense. Like mm. logically it wouldn't make sense to put his like place of employment, like his source of income um in jeopardy mm. to like do these things yeah unless he's like just not right in the head yeah but you did
1: say he felt remorse or guilty or something right during no not really like because i thought he when he was he first admitted to payal's murder And then later on, when they asked about the kids, he kind of also said, Oh, yeah, and felt bad or something.
0: Yeah, he is also not, he was all, like he said, he was also responsible for that. Okay. But again, how much stock can we put into any of what I said earlier if they are now calling into question the validity Mm. of his confession? Yeah. If he didn't have any legal representation, if it was under force or duress after Mm -hmm. maybe physical torture or just psychological torture like yeah we can't really say Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like just the way that this was handled now nothing is certain everything has to be looked at with a discerning eye and like you can't really take anything Mm
2: -hmm.
0: with a hundred percent certainty so it's all fucked like that's
1: frustrating you
0: can't really form an opinion Mm. now because you can't look at anything and say, yeah, this is this piece of evidence is a hundred percent like mm. verified and true, and we can believe
1: mm. it. I mean, all we know is that they did find the bodies by the house, yeah. and they did have and it's a belongings. lot of
0: circumstantial.
1: Evidence. Yeah, a lot of circumstantial evidence. I think the whole the problem was is just that we don't know who out of the two is responsible and to what degree, and mm-hmm. since that is unclear, because... you cannot say. You cannot charge one person with the thing and sentence them to death, so...
0: And not yeah. the other, or... Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's unclear. So it's, it's either
1: beyond reasonable doubt, right? Who did what, yeah. to what extent.
0: Exactly. Mm. So, looking at it from a justice system, like, point of view, they... I think they handle correctly in acquitting them both, mm-hmm. because it would not be, like... By the law, I think if they only like acquitted one of them, yeah, it's so, so ironic. like law like lawfully they handled correctly. Yeah, morally, it's a different thing.
1: Yeah, but that's that's the that's the law, right? It's yeah, it's so ironic that the most legally justified thing they did was acquit the people who were probably. The hor- horrible, responsible for the horrible murders of at least nineteen innocent mm-hmm. children and mm-hmm. yeah, young adults. Yeah, you chose I mean, a horrible it, in
0: case. A way... <laughs> May I remind you about your last case?
1: Yeah, that was pretty pretty intense too. Yeah,
0: but I just I want to. I mean, we've talked about all the negatives, right? Yeah. And even though these things were born of horrible circumstances, mm-hmm. I just want to close us out with maybe, like, a speck of hope <gasps> Okay. by saying that, like, the this case, it, like, brought so much outcry and scrutiny mm-hmm. of law enforcement and the justice system in India yeah. that it just, it created a lot of... Discussion and like possible reforms Mm -hmm. to address systemic failures and to enhance accountability Mm -hmm. within the criminal justice system. Yeah. So we've been saying this the entire time like, it this case highlighted the need for improvements in the handling of missing persons cases. Mm -hmm. So there have been efforts um, or Efforts may have been made to enhance training for police officers to streamline procedures and to improve coordination between different law enforcement agencies. Mm -hmm. So what also was kind of underscored was the importance of bolstering victim support services. Mm -hmm. So they started, like, slightly introducing... um, Initiatives to provide counseling, legal aid, and other forms of assistance to victims and their families throughout the process.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And because of the concerns raised about the mishandling of the crime scene and forensic evidence, um, it's like with this case, and like in connection to a lot of others, it may have led to efforts to strengthen forensic capabilities and protocols for evidence handling.
2: Yeah.
0: then there's been, I mean, hopefully a push towards more transparency and accountability and legal reforms. Okay. So, I mean, it's not possible to attribute these things solely to this case, mm. but because of the impact it had on public awareness and like the discussion and discourse that it created, um, it definitely helped strengthen the, like, um yeah or strengthen the efforts to improve the criminal justice system and to protect the rights of victims in india
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah i mean i hope they really do so go I through think. with this in practice as well and mm-hmm. possibly do fire those people who seriously <laughs> fucked up i mean yeah yeah and it's just Definitely. frustrating because you said that the the children started going missing in 2003 yeah. So if they took it seriously, of, right? Maybe the first, yeah. you know, I don't know, maybe the first case it didn't take seriously, but after 3 missing children, right? You investigate, you smell something disgusting coming out of a drain. Then you would think that it, it really could have been prevented. So
0: Yeah. <sighs> it's frustrating because there's so many cases where you hear about basically this, right? Mm-hmm. People are trying to report like their children or their like other loved ones missing and like law enforcement is just like, yeah, well, this happens every day, they're probably a runaway. Um What kind of
1: kids is- at seven <laughs> runs away? I mean I tried at seven to actually run away. <laughs> but
0: you ask and then you say
1: yeah no, I no, did it uh, actually I threatened my mom with running away but yeah and then I felt even bad if, and I didn't basically
0: but even if it's like a runaway mm. it should still be like a big concern for law enforcement to find these children and get them back to their homes or yeah, yeah investigate why they might run away because sometimes there's like more behind it and instead of just being like oh yeah they just ran away from home it's not a big deal mm. like alone the fact that they did yeah run away should prompt a response
1: yeah and just because they ran away out of their own free will there's still children that need to be found <laughs>
0: Yeah, yes. and whether they were then put back into the same family just because it was, like, their kids and they didn't agree with something their parents did, like, or they are put into a different situation because their home life did show actual problems, mm-hmm. which was the cause for them running away. Like, either way, they needed to be returned to, Yeah, like, either their parents or... Put into a better situation, like, mm. put, be put into the foster system, be, like, placed with other members of their family. like
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: It should still be the law enforcement agency's, like, priority and um, job description, basically. Yeah. To make sure these things happen instead of just being like, yeah, well, they chose to run away, so. Yeah. Yeah, but why?
1: <sighs> That's so uh yeah yeah um do you have any other information or anything else you want to talk about
0: um no i think the most important parts that i wanted to cover were just the um aspects of allegations of corruption and incompetence and also the um sort of the critical issues that were maybe sort of made apparent or uh, brought into discussion um, with this case and I think we've talked about that there's nothing else that I wanted to say yeah no I'm good
1: yeah I mean that was
0: all from me
1: this kind of stuff happens in every country right so Mm -hmm. yeah we just have to I guess the least we can do or or society needs to do is just improve the systems so it doesn't happen again in the future and for the next in between I feel like if you want to do something lighthearted, I would definitely you know be glad to hear about the history of Carnival but if you want (laughs) to do something a bit more I guess heavy (laughs) or yeah I mean either way it's informative but I would also be interested to learn more about just the indian caste system though i do feel like that's gonna be Mm -hmm. a much longer episode or you need more time than just in between but you know just even a brief kind of overview might be like how it still survives in 2024 would be interesting to know
0: okay well i'll look into it and i guess you'll just yeah have to be surprised whether like Whether it's the one or the other topic that you um, basically offered me up as options.
1: Yeah, I mean, or you just come up with something completely different, but...
0: Honestly, those are good topics, though, I Mm -hmm. think. I'll just have to see which one's more feasible.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. And if you want to go for something lighthearted, because we haven't really done that recently... (laughs) I feel like the past few sure. episodes were all, pretty... except for the um, Christmas unboxing thingy. I think the sure, rest sure, are all sure, kind sure. of heavy hitters. Heavy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll see if I can find something I guess... fun. i not fun, but like maybe a little less, less depressing than 19 dead children.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: For the next episode, but i Hosey, hope you find Hosey.
0: something
1: <laughs> yeah it is a true crime right. podcast so
0: it is a true crime podcast mm. all right i will look into it okay so i guess you'll find out next week
1: all right then i guess that's it for today
0: all right yep
1: thanks to everyone who listened to the end and yes hopefully
0: sorry about that
1: <laughs> <laughs> your canadian sorry just came out again
0: Oh geez, yeah. No, it's
1: cute. I like it.
0: Sorry. (laughs) Sorry.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah. Hopefully see you next week where Julia tells us either about a lighthearted thing or something that is very, very heavy.
0: I think that's always the options. That is always the options. Heavy or not? (laughs) Yeah. Just yeah, I guess we'll find out. We'll find
1: out. Cool, cool okay have a great day or night wherever you are and bye bye yep
0: bye and we hope you had a nice
1: <laughs> just, say day. just say bye just <laughs> say bye <laughs> bye